Do you hate your job? Of course you do. So do Liz and Noah. Now it's time to join their conversation so you can figure out how to quit your soul-crushing job. Welcome, Quit Heads, to another episode of When Can I Quit My Job? I'm joined, as usual, by my <laughs> lovely wife, Liz. How are you doing? I, good. It's so funny. Yeah, you don't say it as always now. I know. You do all this stuff by yourself or interviews. I'm not around. <laughs> Got to keep the train moving. Yeah, that's okay. So I'm joined as sometimes by, <laughs> by my co-host, also my wife. Yeah, Liz. wife for life. <laughs> uh, and today we're going to talk about why we are divesting. Mm. A.K.A. taking our money out of some places. Yeah. Um, we already did this for our 401ks and our Roth IRAs. Yeah, I was hoping you would talk about that. Should we start with that first? Sure. Well, we also did it. Well, we can go one thing at a time. But so we all of our retirement accounts, well, so-called retirement accounts, our mutual fund, 401k, IRA, whatever you want to call those things. Those are all gone. And basically, we did that to to become liquid and to set up our our infinite banking accounts. So our dividend-paying whole life insurance plans. So we could start earning guaranteed returns. While you know, not the point of setting it up. Really, the point was to have it be liquid, so we could fund our business. So if we had never done that, we would not have a business because we would not have had our own money available to us to buy any land. So. Right. And this was back mm, how a many? year and a half ago. I think oh, our I thought it was longer. Was it oh, only a year two and a half, half years. Ago? Yeah, okay. two and a half years. Uh, it was May was my first account set up and it was 2017. So we're, we've had We two haven't waves. been totally divested from 401k and IRAs since then, but that's when we started the process. Right. That's when we opened our first life insurance account. So is that what you were asking or? Oh, no, I was going to say this is the second wave that we're going to get ready to talk about. So this is history of like the first wave of divesting. Right. Yeah. So we did that. We got out of our uh, basically, I think we got out of our Roth IRAs first, which penalizes the least for giving us access to our own money. Still penalized us. But since we had already paid taxes on it, we didn't have to pay taxes again other than on any money that we had made so we only got penalized a little bit for being able to use our own money and then and then we divested from you're not salty at all about that no i love giving my money to the government (laughs) oh i mean letting the government take my money because i don't willfully give it but anyway um, (laughs) (laughs) then we divested from the housing market Oh, yes. For multiple reasons, but I thought it was overpriced. We made money on our house. Yeah. Uh, It wasn't... No, it wasn't that it was overpriced, but I think... That was part of it. Well, but it freed up... Yeah, like you said, for a lot of other reasons. Yeah. It It freed up our time. It was a good time to get out. Yeah. Because it's still where we live now. It's really competitive. 
Like right. people like sales are happening so quick because it's starting to turn a little bit, I think. But yeah, um, but it's a good I, time. It was a great time. Like we probably could have even made more money had we listed it, but we didn't even need to yeah. list it. We had a buyer ready to buy our house before it even. We never put it on the market. Right. Like, so right. The 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 market wars, being all the market being higher than. I thought it should be was just an extra motivation. It wasn't the the reason we did it. Right. But the fact that we could make money and sell our house for more than I thought it was worth was a, definitely a bonus. And then the last And that's that that's also a, if you're looking at a house as an investment, which we actually don't. Right. Um so when we say divest Robert Kiyosaki. <laughs> I'm dropping his name. Oh, no, okay. He does. He does uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. He does that whole series, and that was the first time that I heard somebody talk about your house being a liability and not an asset, Correct. because most people think of their house as an asset, but an asset brings in money, oh. and a liability takes money. And right. Our house was taking our money. Yeah. So you may not agree with us on that viewpoint. A lot of people don't. Right. That's uh, not the traditional thinking. Right. So even though we say we're divesting by selling our house. Th that's debatable, I yeah. guess. <laughs> so, and then we took the money we made off of that and put some of it in the business and some of it in IBC accounts. And then we put some of it in what we talk about on this show, or we've talked about on here before a few times, which was uh, we did some in peer-to-peer -peer lending, which was called Prosper. And then we did some in uh, REIT, a REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust, that's called Fundrise. And those have been performing very well for us. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime... So and we've kind of been, we created our own other investment accounts rather than right. putting them in like an IRA. Right. And my thinking on that yeah. was, okay, I could put all that money into, well, actually, I don't think I could put all that money into dividend paying whole life insurance plan because there's a limit to how fast you can put money in there. And so my thought was over time, we'd be able to have the equivalent of that money be put in there. But I wanted to have that money doing something for me in the meantime, which I don't, I think was a good idea. So our performance over the last few years for those two accounts, uh, the, the real estate investment trust fundrise earned us about seven and a half percent interest while we had it in there. Not bad, better than paying off our loans because none of our school loans are over six and a half percent. Yeah. Um, so better to make seven and a half percent than pay off loans that are costing us six and a half percent. I hope that makes sense to everybody. And then our peer-to-peer -peer lending, Prosper, earned us uh, about 14.5% over that time, which is amazing. That's really great. Yeah. yeah. Compared to what you get if you, I mean, even if you do like more traditional things like a CD at a bank or... Oh, no. You don't like, do CDs. In, nobody does CDs oh, anymore. They oh. give you shit. They give you like 0.5% or something over 10 years. It's ridiculous. Like nobody does those anymore. Sorry, I mentioned it. No, no, I'm no. I'm, I'm attacking CDs. Not <laughs> no, yet. I know, no, I know. So, yeah. so I'm yeah. That's that, most people would put it yeah. in a, the stock market if they want to make money off of it. And yeah, but it's volatile and you can lose money there. Not that you can't lose money in the places that I just mentioned, but right to me it seemed more stable. But they've been performing well. Yes, and we've talked we talked about this on a previous episode too. Right. Um. And. But Oh, and, and I was having a conversation just, I think, last week with somebody I've mentioned on here a couple of times. His name's Matt Jones. And we were talking about 
investments and where our money should be and things like that. And it got me to thinking a little bit more. So I don't, I don't think, so when, when we put our money where it is now, I think it was smart. Meaning fundrise and prosper. Fundrise and prosper. Yes. Those, those two, that's kind of what we're focusing on on this episode are those two things because we're already, that's kind of why we were covering our house and our IRAs and 401ks because we're already out of those. So basically our money is either in our bank account ready to use or it's in our whole life insurance plan or it's in one of those two accounts. That's where all of our money is if you don't count the assets that we have that is basically land. So, hey guys, I want to take a quick second to tell you about our first sponsor for the show. It's a product called Anywhere TV. Liz and I have had it in our house for a little over a week now. Basically what it amounts to is having access to anything you could want to watch ever. So any movie, any TV show, any channel you want to watch, it's all on there. All the movie channels, pay-per-view, live events. Uh, we've had it for the last week. We love it. It's portable. You can move it from one TV to another. You can take it with you on the road. It works anywhere. It's really an awesome service. It's always updating, adding new channels. It's not hard to install. Very easy to operate. You don't have to be a technological genius. Drew Conley will get you set up on it. He's really easy to work with. He's a great guy, and you're going to like working with him. So if you have any questions, go to Facebook. Facebook and look up Anywhere TV. That's Anywhere TV. I highly encourage you to reach out to Drew and get set up on Anywhere TV today and let Drew know we sent you. Now back to the show. For the last couple of years when we had our money in there, I think that was a pretty good place, pretty smart place to have those. At this point, again, the, the conversation I had earlier this week was, you know, okay, let's say you are just flush with money. You've, you're bringing in, uh, you have a million dollars or whatever. Ideally, would all your money go into land? Would it go into, do you want to expand and like do other investments like apartment complexes or commercial real estate or maybe even get back into the market? Like if you just had all the money in the world, what would your allocation of resources be? And it made me think like, so the reason why I think it's a good idea that we had it where it was the last couple of years is because it was overflow. We didn't have a use for it. So if it's going to be sitting somewhere, it should be sitting somewhere at least earning some money. And it wasn't active investing. It was passive investing. I just put it there and it made money, which is great. That is great. If I we, like the sound of that. Yeah. If we put it in our bank account, it makes something like 0.125% interest yep. or something. So that could have earned me, you know, 20 cents a month or something. But instead it was making me a hundred bucks a month or, you know, yeah. something like that. So it was a great place. But so where we are, I, I mentioned in our last episode, we're kind of at the beginning hump of the bell curve of me having quit my job, not having my own income to count on from a third party, having to create my own income, we have used a lot of our resources and which is seems typical for a new business. Right. We're so, investing in ourselves. So what it made me think about was I looked into our business a little more closely and I keep I have a lot of spreadsheets, <laughs> mm -hmm. but so what I can see is that pretty much every dollar that we put into the business, and that includes buying our treadmill desk and our computer and our plane tickets and sending out offer letters that never 
get a response like all you know consider all the waste or whatever you want to call it from our company and then throw in the land we've bought and sold for every dollar we put in since we started in november of 2017 we get two dollars back in value we don't we haven't gotten two dollars back in our pocket but if 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 you count the the value of our land then we get two dollars in value back because I mean, we've bought 30 properties and we've sold 22 and we're about to have be up to 25. So we are selling our land, which means we are getting our money back eventually. Some are five-year contracts. Some are mm-hmm. cash, cash prices. But so, and the only thing in our business that makes us any money at all is, you know what it is? Land. Land, right. <laughs> so, which means if you think of all that, money that we've spent that hasn't made us any money advertisements or paying to have multiple email addresses or paying to advertise on facebook or like i said buying our computer and our treadmill and our trips and our tickets to go to boot camp and all that stuff that doesn't make us any money i mean you know in a way it helps us earn money but it hasn't made us a dollar in our pocket that just tells you how much money land is making us Right. That's a lot. Yes. And so, I mean, the percentage is anywhere. I mean, it's really got to be like we're getting probably closer to $4 back for every dollar we put in to land, which means as many dollars as we can put in there, the more the better. Right. So looking at, you know, Prosper and saying 14.5%, wow, that's a great return. But... Okay, so we've got almost $7,000 in there. It's like 6800 or something like that. And it's making us, on just interest, I think a little over $100 a month in total. Interest plus uh, principal is like 350 or something a month, something like that. I'm like, wow, that's pretty good. But then when I think about it, I could take that $6,000. I could buy two $3,000 properties and sell each one of them for $12,000. And I might be able to do that in a month's time. Right. Hmm. And so I could wheels take the, are turning. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, it's great that that account has made us a few hundred dollars in one month. I could take it and quadruple it. Yep. So every dollar that I can find to put into purchasing land is what I should be doing. Like that's, that's what's going to get us financial independence. It's what's going to make us, you can quit your job. It's what's going to fill our bank accounts back up because you know some land is harder to sell than others and it's, it's you know we've it's not always easy to sell every single piece of land but like i said we're basically we're down to four properties to sell right now and i've gotten all of those in the last month or two so if we can keep that trend anywhere close to that even if it takes me two or three months even if it took me a year to sell if i could buy like I said, two properties for $3,000 for the money that we have in there. And it took me a year to sell them. And I got that $24,000. Let's say it's even only 20. Well, pff, shit. Yeah. Uh, $14,000 return instead of what would mm-hmm. be another maybe 500 or something. Five, six, yeah. 700. Seems like a no brainer. Yeah. And so for that reason, <laughs> <laughs> we're getting out of Fundrise. We're getting out of Prosper. I put in a request to cash out my my fundraise account and that takes a little while because it's it's meant yeah. for long-term investment and i'll be slightly penalized i think i'm gonna lose like 120 bucks or something which 
whoopty fucking do yeah. if <laughs> if I can put it into land, I don't care. Yeah. And uh, so our peer-to-peer lending, uh, Prosper is going to be a little more of an arduous, arduous task because uh, it's basically I have three and five-year contracts on there. So that'll be a slow slog mm. getting that money out, but it's supplementing our yeah. business and whatever. So, so a second wave of divesting yeah. ensues. Which means we're going to be down to... All of our investments. Well, okay. So I had mentioned before we have some precious metals. So I guess you can count that too. And, oh yes. Well, and I also our have treasure some, chest, some sports cars. But I probably shouldn't even mention that. But, but our real investments, <laughs> our all of our money is going to be in our dividend-paying whole life insurance plan, land, in our bank account, and the bank and account is in our gold. treasure chest. Yeah, and our treasures. <laughs> but you were saying all of our money is going to be here, 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 here. Oh, yeah. And the money that we have in our bank account basically is only to keep us liquid so we can pay our bills. Right. We don't keep a whole lot of it tied up in there. No. Anytime there's over like $5,000, all the excess goes either back to our to pay off a policy loan or whatever. But so to get to the back to the question that I had been discussing, if you had unlimited resources, would you still put all of it in land? It's interesting. It's an interesting question. I don't know. Do you have mm. do you have any instincts or thoughts on that? Well, I think my my very first reaction is it's way easier if we had a way like a a scaled up version of what we have with people to do it for us. Right. Um cuz then yeah, no brainer. Like if even if you had one employee, which although that takes like work, to take on an employee but let's say yeah. it was big enough that you we had one employee who was like your manager who basically who was you mm-hmm. do what you do yeah then it's real easy to be like oh yeah i'll just throw more money at them to play with but you have yeah. to do it now hey guys i just want to take a quick second and share with you a new project i just put together this is a compilation of angry voicemails set to some epic music I think you'll enjoy the sample. I think you'll enjoy the full thing even more. Yeah, I received some sort of a purchase agreement. You sent us an offer for $450? You guys sent me a fucking thing about my property. Looks like a scam. We will sell this land when we are good and ready to sell this land. So I'm pretty proud of this project. At the time, I told Liz it was the greatest thing I've ever done. You'll definitely want to hear the full version on our Patreon page. Go check it out. Now back to the show. Right. So I still think that even if it's just you, it seems to make a lot of sense. But the the lazy part of me is like, well, yeah, it's kind of nice that... It's not active, like you're saying. You kind of just put it right. in there, and it grows better than a savings account, than a bank account, than right the than an IRA, 401k, whatever. It's, but it does make more sense. But you have to be active at it because it's not it's not just in um it's not a retirement account that you let sit. It's it's your job right now. It's so it's right. it's the difference between that mindset, like it's. It is my job. I want to it's transition right into being now. a so, business owner. Yeah. And have a very small job. 
Right now I have but, a lot of jobs. Yeah. A lot of hats. But yeah. But yeah, so it's that's I mean, it, it's a no-brainer, but it's it's really your job, right. not just your um not a ret- what people think of as a retirement account that you can just let sit and it grows and then right. you get old and quit your job and whatever money's in there with social security all you know blends together and you like you could just forget about it and live off of it right it's not that yeah so my thoughts were when i was having this conversation with matt was really okay if i have 10 million dollars sitting in my account the question is how much land can i find to buy that you know you still have to do your due, due diligence not just buy land because you can buy land but buy land that you know you can make money on if I can find $10 million worth of land to buy, that's where it should be. So my other investments over time should be spillover, should be what we can't find land to buy. Gotcha. So, yeah. And Mark Podolsky says all the time, Mark Podolsky, the land geek, says all the time, you'll run out of money way before you run out of deals. So I don't know if that time is anywhere close in the near future where we're going to have as much of our money as possible in land and have you know, enough money to have a significant investment somewhere else. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yes, while I envision having other investments in the future other than just raw land, I don't know how soon it will actually be because it's the only time it makes sense for us financially to do that is after we have every single dollar we can put into land there. And then when we have like, oh, we've got an extra $20,000 we can't do anything with. Let's invest that. I don't know how soon that's yeah. going to be. Yeah. Don't I mean, know. That could be five years for all I know. Because we've looked into things we we were really interested in. Um, well, I was looking pretty deep into turnkey real estate. And then there's this other thing that you got pretty excited about. I'm pretty still excited about too. That it's called Agronosotros. And they have two kinds of farms. And it's like um, locally sourced and locally like they employ indigenous people. I think is it in Portugal? I can't remember where it is, but they, they have coffee bean farms and they have cacao farms where they make chocolate. Mm-hmm. And basically you buy, I didn't, I don't remember the size of the land, but it's a few acres, I think. Oh, I thought it was less than like, it might be like it might a be. quarter acre. It could be. Yeah. It's like $18,000 and it's just income producing property. Like yep. I am still really interested in that. Yeah. But it might be like I had, you know, called them and talked to them and everything like that. But that kind we of we didn't thing, have eighteen thousand dollars waiting. We did, but well, we might in the future. We might have at, when I was talking to them. Oh. But luckily, we decided not to because we probably wouldn't have our money back out of that yet. Right. Whereas. Right. I'm, yeah. In yeah. the future, we will. So luckily, yeah. While we didn't invest in those things at that time as a great blessing in disguise where it's like, Oh, that would be really cool. But maybe now is not the best time. Cause that's most of our money. And, but now like seeing things a little more clearly where we are, like, I'm really glad we didn't do that. Cause I don't know how hard it would be to get out of that, to get our money back. If we'd be penalized for only owning it for so long. Cause it's just clear to me right now until we're both financially independent, like as a couple, we don't need a job and yeah. we're just like, all of our policy loans are paid off and everything like that. And, and like, we're feeling really great and we have a lot of money at our disposal. I don't know how long that's going to be, but until that point, I don't think we should be looking at putting our money anywhere else other than every way we can find to get more land to sell. 
Sounds good to me. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know. We haven't really had this conversation totally. Does that do you? Oh, I feel like we have. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, so you're obviously in agreement. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, does it make you sad that we won't be owning a coffee bean farm in the next year or like? No. No? No. Okay. Are you more concerned with quitting your job? Yes. <laughs> I put first things first. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Oh, that reminds me. Should we give a teaser for what we were talking about doing? If, yeah, it's up to you, man. Okay. Well, it's up to us. This is our okay. show. Okay. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. We'll leave them. No. Oh. No, I said it's up to you, so sure. Okay. Well, so we're, we're talking about doing a review of the seven habits and doing one show per each habit. So uh, stay tuned for that. I think maybe in the next month or so yeah. we might start doing that. Yeah. It's a yeah. great book. Yeah, it's an essential. So it's, anyway, putting first things first is part of is that. One of that's those. why. Yeah, that's what brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. But. No, I, I think it's a smart move. I'm excited. I think that you can do more with $6,000 than they can right now. So. Yeah. Well, I'm excited too because. So like I said, I, I have all kinds of spreadsheets and everything like that. And so I can. So I can tell you that up through the end of last month. The total we've spent, I don't think I've gone over these numbers with you. Since we started the business, maybe I did real quick, but anyway, since we started the business in November, well, we started before that, but the entire time we've had the business, everything we've ever bought, do, do you have a guess how much money we've spent? Nope. <laughs> $59,888.59. You have it down to the cents, huh? I do. Wow. Because yeah. all of our transactions were on our on our business bank uh, checking account oh yeah so it's not hard to look up oh so yeah so we spent so we're over sixty thousand dollars now we've actually gotten people to pay us forty thousand dollars well forty thousand five hundred and forty seven dollars and twenty three cents so there's a demand for land yeah and there is. most of those people are not well-to-do people these are i mean that's there's a good chance this is like almost all of a lot of those people who are giving us their money, their disposable income. But so that, I'll just read you this. I have this spreadsheet. It's basically how much we've uh, spent, how much we've brought in, the total net, and then uh, our remaining contracts, and then the value, the approximate value of our unsold land, and then the range of our total net for everything we've done. So basically so the two figures i just gave you meant that our net profit is uh negative $19,336.36 um so that's money wise so as far as money in money out we spent almost $20,000 okay and that's in a little over 2 years yeah but so we have contracts signed contracts right now of over $40,000 okay so that alone would put us in the positive and then our unsold land i estimate being worth between $35,600 and $46,000 which means that our net of assets plus future contracts plus money we've taken already uh, minus how much we've spent is a positive anywhere between $56,670 
and $67,070. Whoop, whoop. So that's where I get the notion that every dollar we put in gives us $2 back. Because we spent almost $60,000 and our net profit is between fifty-seven dollars and $67,000 profit. So, which means, you know, we're it's like $120,000 worth of cash and assets that we've gotten from that $59,000. Yeah. Wow. So, let's keep that going. Yeah, I like it. So, again, it's just, yeah, it's just a, a new way I was like it was it was great to have those other accounts making us money, but it's time for them to make us more money by giving me my money back. <laughs> 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 so I can spend it. Yay. Yes. So, yeah. I don't know. Any, anything else? Any wrap, wrap up thoughts or? Oh, no. I was just sitting here thinking, though, um, in our last episode, we are talking about how we don't make any money doing the podcast. But, like, mm-hmm. even you, you just brought up in this episode that you were talking to Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what kind of spurred on the thoughts of this, of like kind of coming to the conclusion of divesting further, which you might have come to that in some other way. But like right. it was through podcasts that y- you and Matt kind of um, right. connected. Right. So, uh, so I was just sitting here thinking about that, like yeah, a benefit that has come out of, of doing the podcast and like the people we've met. Oh, yeah. Connected yeah. with. So... That's all. Maybe I mean, it's karmic. Yeah. Who knows? Hopefully, we're providing value for the people who are listening, or you probably wouldn't be listening. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I mean, I don't know. We're just two people who we don't have everything right. Like, we did a podcast about all the things we were investing in, and now we're saying we're pulling out of that. So, right. I mean, that's just our like life. That's our reality. Mm-hmm. So, it may be, it may not be the right option for a lot of people. And you may not agree with it, but right. we're or just sharing be, it. So You could be at a different point in your path, and maybe it makes more sense for you than it does for us. But we're just kind of sharing our thoughts and our reasons because it's been like over the last five years, I think we've had we've done some major things with our money, like major swings, taking large chunks from one place to another and doing different things with them. And at the time, it always made sense. And then, you know, in hindsight... Right. You know, sometimes it makes sense and sometimes it doesn't, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a huge swing, like from, oh, I always forget his name, who always does the, people follow his method to get out of debt. Oh, Dave Ramsey. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like for a time that was like, we were going down that kind of a path. Oh, yeah. Of, yep. um, Paying $700 a month extra towards our student loans. Yeah, and now we've we've totally we've done a 180 pretty much yeah um we started borrowing money back from the student loans (laughs) that's a joke (laughs) (laughs) anyway so yeah i mean i just always hope that it's somewhat helpful content to share a financial journey because people don't talk about it too much like we don't talk with our friends about this really right so i mean if they want to, we're, we always are, or they can listen to our podcast, but like even our closest friends, we don't talk about this. So it's yeah. our listeners that get to hear all of this. And, you know, aside from family and Matt and Becky yeah, <laughs> or, you know, other, other people, like very few people that are our listeners, we've probably met. We haven't met a lot of our listeners, I guess is what I'm saying. So right. um, I think I mentioned this before too. It's like, 
at this point, like where we are financially and everything like that, like we haven't given that big of a reason for people to listen to what we're saying. But I feel like the things that we're doing take a little time to build up. And by the time it's obvious that we're doing some things right, people are going to be like, what are you doing? And I'm going to be like, the things <laughs> well, we told you we were doing. <laughs> right. Like, and try right. to convince you to do. Yeah. And then they're going to have their own slow start process. I mean, I'd be interested, like, we have other entrepreneurial friends or like people who work for themselves. If they told us that they were broadcasting all, like all about their money and their bank accounts and like where they, like what they do with it, I'd mm-hmm. be really interested in that. Yeah, um, that's true. Cause we don't, like I said, we don't talk with our friends about that. It's not, but right. So if someone it's was such like, a yeah, stupid part of culture that it's faux yeah. pas to talk about, but well, at least in <laughs> middle class and, Poor culture it is. I don't, I'm not yeah. so certain it's that way in upper class rich culture. We'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll let you know. We'll keep you updated. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, so I would just end on that, I guess. Like, I hope Yeah. it's at least fascinating to hear about some other couples approach to money. Yeah. And sharing the details of that. Yeah. Or if you guys listening, you know, want to email us some of your thoughts and opinions or things you're doing that may, might be different than what we're doing or we'd love right. to hear that too. Right. Or if something is unclear because we realize that oh, yeah. we get on tangents and not everything might make sense. So I talk about shit that I just think people know what I'm talking about and a lot <laughs> so, of times they don't. Yeah. <laughs> if you have any questions, like we definitely welcome any, like get a hold of us on social media, on the website, however is easiest for you because yeah we'd love to hear any questions that you have for sure and we'll do it again in a week yeah all right see you quit heads thanks for listening to when can i quit my job please remember to support the show by visiting when can i quit my job show.com and clicking the patreon and amazon links also subscribe rate and review the show on itunes find us on facebook instagram and twitter tell your friends about us Liz and Noah are not financial or legal advisors, and all information given on this podcast should be consumed for entertainment purposes only.